Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I have a special guest, Vernon Wutzke. I have recently taken on the role of Executive Director for Vulcan Television Network Entertainment. The reason it was chosen as Vulcan is because it is actually in Vulcan, Alberta. Interestingly enough, the two most technologically advanced urban areas in the world, which means internet capability, download, upload speed, are Singapore and Vulcan, Alberta. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? Vulcan, Alberta, as many people may not know, is the Star Trek capital of Canada. The town is really embedded in all this Star Trek, and there's an annual sci-fi convention. It's called the Vulcan Festival. Thousands of people will descend on the town. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, friends and family and fans and listeners all over the world, and welcome to Monetizing Your Creativity. That's the podcast series that explores advising you on how to pursue your passion in the creative arts and delivering some information on how you can actually make a decent living doing so. But don't take my word for it. I'm Fred Keating, co-host and co-producer. My co-host and co-producer Marvin Polis is in the Canadian Rockies now seeking out remote artists in various craft categories to bring back some thrilling interviews for you. I'm flying solo today, although I have a special guest, Vernon Wutzke. We're in Calgary, Alberta, and we're talking about Vernon's background as an entrepreneur and also his latest venture, which is a VTV. What's the correct proper name of what used to be just VTV, Vern? It's Vulcan Television Network Entertainment. We'll call it VTV Entertainment. Thank you. Every long name deserves a a nickname. Tell us about where VTV came from, what it is, and what it offers to independent filmmakers everywhere. Well, VTV Entertainment is a platform that is designed for independent producers. And what that means is that if you've produced a feature film that's been in film festivals, or you've got a network series that you're showing on YouTube, we have a platform that is designed for independent productions to monetize their content actually make some money from the production that you mortgaged your house for. It sounds like Amazon publishing in terms of making things happen for writers and I assume VTV takes some sort of cut but also there is revenue to be had for the independent producer and the team that he or she has pulled together. Yeah there certainly is and if you think of a platform that would be Netflix meets YouTube meets Amazon this is the platform that we have and so when video content is on the network viewers they can have a VOD or they can subscribe to a series. A VOD for those who don't know it. Is a video on demand so much like downloading a movie uh, that you would do off of iTunes and when What's really unique about our platform is that VTV Entertainment retains 40% of that VOD fee, and that is our operating costs, streaming, and coding. The independent producer gets 60% of that money that comes in. But not just that, we've integrated different advertising and sponsorship opportunities into the network as well. So we're going to be attracting advertisers and sponsors. VTV Entertainment shares that advertising revenue with all of our producers that are providing content, something that broadcasters will never do. Where did this concept come from? Now, Vulcan is the the god of fire and metalworking and forgery, not the uh, 
artificial signature forgery, but the blacksmith forge itself. Why did we pick uh, Vulcan as the name of this particular television adventure? Well, the reason it was it was chosen as Vulcan is because it is actually in Vulcan, Alberta. And uh, interestingly enough, the two most technologically advanced urban areas in the world, which means internet capability, download, upload speed, are Singapore and Vulcan, Alberta. Vulcan, Alberta, and Singapore. And Vulcan, Alberta is a small rural community. How far from Calgary? Uh, just about 45 minutes out of the southern uh, city limits of Calgary is Vulcan, Alberta. And this is where Leonard Nimoy came a few years ago to visit uh, the Vulcan Comes to Vulcan? Yes, it actually is. And uh, Vulcan, Alberta, as many people may not know, is the Star Trek capital of Canada. It's a CBS licensed tourist attractions there are all Star Trek based. There's a Trek station for visitors to come and, and see. The town is decked out in Star Trek memorabilia. And it's also home to Trekcetera Museum, which is the only Star Trek memorabilia museum in the world. That sounds tremendous. And they must celebrate or promote this somehow. What, what do they do in Vulcan to make noise about themselves? Yes, at, there's an annual uh, sci-fi convention. It's called the Vulcan Festival. It happens July 9th and 10th this year. And it's going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Star Trek as part of the festivities. But the town is really embedded in all this Star Trek. And thousands of people will descend on the town for this particular festival. And at VTV Entertainment, we're actually producing a new network series called Galaxy Trek, which is kind of a spin-off of Star Trek. And in our series, this is where a crew from the 28th century has been sent back to the 21st century to explore this culture of Trekkies and the phenomena in the 21st century. And of course, it's going to occur in Vulcan, Alberta. You sound like the right guy in the right place at exactly the right time. So you're going to take advantage of this incredibly sophisticated internet network and allow independent producers with quality product to broadcast to a global audience, split the fees essentially in a, in a way that benefits not only your organization, but the independent producers. How long has this been in existence? Where, where are we in the development of VTV? If we go back to the story, Axie is a company that lays fiber optic networks for internet access. They approached the town of Vulcan several years ago and wanted to do a rural community and create some type of a way for them to communicate. Once they did that, they approached a company called WorldPlay Networks. And WorldPlay is a designer of platforms. So much like a company would design the platform for Netflix, WorldPlay has now designed a platform for the community to be able to communicate with each other. Show live stream sporting events of the local basketball team or the rodeo and put videos up that everyone can watch within the community. They approached the Vulcan Business Group and uh, asked them if they wanted to set up this community network. And they have, and it's actually running quite well. I met this team just about a year ago. And when I came on board, one of the things that I brought with me was a long-term goal I had had as an independent producer. And I always found that as an independent producer, it was so difficult to navigate the world of getting a broadcast license to get grants and funding and be able to actually have your product go somewhere and get distribution. And I always thought there's got to be an easier way to reach a global audience. When I saw what they had created, I approached with another concept to say a global entertainment platform designed so that someone who creates an independent production can take it to an audience worldwide, use 
intensive social media marketing efforts to find and gather their audience and then let them come and watch the shows on this platform while you get to monetize. And the larger audience you create, the easier it is for someone to watch because in today's world, people want to watch whatever they want to watch, when they want to watch it, where they want to watch it, on the device they want to watch it. They don't want to be stuck to my show is Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And that's what VTV Entertainment brings to the table. Is there any kind of editorial control or quality control to filter out product that for any number of reasons, not the least of which is lack of experience, can't get to a certain level? Or, or is there a stream or a channel for those kind of embryonic uh, entrepreneurs and indie producers? Obviously, when you're broadcasting anything, and we take this from the viewer's point of view, if a film has bad sound, they disengage very early on. What a viewer would expect to see on a network, that's kind of the production value that we're looking for. But we're open to all sorts of things because... What's really important about what we're doing, a lot of people think in terms, oh, it's going to be TV series, it's going to be feature films. No, we want people to monetize creative projects. One of the series we have on right now is called Afterbirth Alley. It is about stand-up comedy. And these programs are recorded live on stage with a real audience and they're turned into episodes where you get to see comedy at the snap of a finger. We're also going to bring back music as a music channel so that you can see recorded live performances of music artists that you like. And maybe you can see music videos on a network again, which have completely disappeared. But what's really unique is we connect our network to a marketplace. If you've got merchandise associated with your show, or if you want to sell downloads of digital music, we're connected to that and we can provide instant gratification for that viewer. Heard a song you like that you just saw the performance of and a pop-up comes that says, purchase this song now, 99 cents, and you click it and it's done. No more writing things down on napkins and going to try to find it on iTunes later. Are you up and running now? We are going to be launching the VTV Entertainment platform in September of this year. The community channel runs in its current state, and it's doing well and, and addressing the needs of the community, but the new platform is just finishing its final designs. We're gathering content. We've got agents that are exploring all over the world to gather whatever content we can find that meets the parameters of production value, and it can go into almost any one of our channels. How do you envision the relationship with indie production? Producers. Uh, for example, should I bring to you my pet project and it's a finished short piece, but because of my own inept, awkward filmmaking technique, you feel an audience may or may not be attracted to that. And to show it might somehow impugn the, the quality control at the channel. How are you going to deal with saying no? Are you ever going to say no to somebody that brings you product? And if you do say no, rather than cutting the cord with that producer, is there a relationship you can build or salvage by saying, here's the problem, Fred. This is not working. It's a great story, but technically, as you've just said, the sound, there's something wrong with the sound, and that's going to have our audience, any audience, disengage. This and you are just not ready yet. But here are some places or things you could go to or do or study and then come back and see us in a couple years. We have seen some content that's come in and, and didn't feel that it would be appropriate for the network. And it was the production value that really was suffering in it. But we do answer back and say, quite honestly, these are the things that you need to improve in it in order to have it on any platform. And the truth is, at the end of the day, this independent producer takes on a responsibility for building their own audience and following 
to watch this piece. And so if you're not meeting the, the needs of your viewer and what their expectations are, that's going to cause a very limited amount of success. Having said that, today's viewing world has really changed. And we look at, we sometimes, us older generation, as we like to uh like to say we are without revealing our ages. We sometimes get stuck with what we think it should look like. And I have I have a son and a daughter in their in their mid twenties. I think I just revealed my age. Oh. But I watch them and they're devouring entertainment on their iPhones and on their tablets. And what they like to watch isn't necessarily the same production value that we think it should be. So we have to be really open at all times to see what audiences want to watch and not just what we think they want to watch. You make an incredibly good point there. I'm often telling young documentary producers, again, not to go for production quality at the expense of authenticity. Some of the most graphic and hard to look at footage, grainiest footage, I'm thinking of the Kennedy assassination or the the first landing on the moon is riveting and the poor quality of the image in front of you makes it even more compelling because you're trying to seek out or look deeper, look more carefully at what will always be that grainy an image, but it reeks of real life and authenticity and a, and a, a historic moment. But uh, again, you can't use something like that as an excuse for the poor production quality in your high-definition video program these days. And I guess the other thing that I would add to that is if it's a conscious choice to make it look that way, it can be done really, really well. And that's the difference between not having the skills or the ability to do it and having skill and making it look that way. I've seen some of these web series where there's a host and it's hard cuts. You know, there's no blending of them. And that person, when they make the hard cut, is sitting in the same place, but they've moved. And yet the viewing audience is eating it up because that's the actual style of the show. And once that show has a committed style and they continue with it, those viewers become accustomed to exactly what that show looks like and they like it. How many channels are on the uh, VTV Entertainment Network? extravaganza? Well, we have four core channels. So the first one is Trek and Sci-Fi. And part of that is going to be Trek related. We've got uh, Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager. He was Ensign Harry Kim, is doing a series where he interviews Star Trek cast members just about who they are in life and what they like to do. He's also going to be doing uh, different reviews on life and, and things like that. He's a very entertaining character. As I mentioned earlier, Galaxy Trek is an exclusive series to VTV Network that is going to be coming on this fall as well. And we're also going to carry the live versions of things that are recorded at things like Vulcan Festival, celebrating Star Trek. But all sci-fi related goes into that channel. And it can be feature films, it can be short films, it could be a series. So anything sci-fi related is going to be there. We have a great series on right now called Disorganized Zone. And it stars uh, Judy Norton, who was Mary Ellen on The Waltons. And, uh, and it's all about, it's kind of a Twilight Zone comedy drama. It's really quite an interesting series, and that's actually airing on the network right now, even in our community channel. But then we're going to also have an indie film channel 
And under indie film, there'll be indie features, indie documentaries, indie short films. And we're starting an indie youth channel. We have this star filmmaker named Brandon Watson, who at the age of 13 wrote, directed, starred in, and edited an entire feature-length Western film. And uh, it has Hollywood all abuzz. And, uh, and so he is kind of this prodigy filmmaker at his age. You know, with 13 years old, making a feature film is just quite amazing. But he's also going to be heading up this youth channel. So it's going to be films that are made for and by youth. And he's going to have instructional series on that. And that's all part of indie film. And this becomes the home for all of those films, shorts, features that have gone to film festivals, have done well, and never go anywhere again. Now there's a platform to broadcast them to the world and make some money. We're going to have network series. In network series, it's going to be all of those shows that have episodes that go on and on and seasons that go on and on. So we've got a home for those. And there's web series out there right now that are just fantastic to watch. And then, of course, we're going to have lifestyle programming. So under lifestyle, there will be cooking, there will be history, there will be nature, there's going to be music, comedy. And in all of these channels, there's genres, you know, like drama, comedy, romance, horror films. All of those are laid out in the network. Now, when you say platform, does that mean VTV is simply a conduit to get already produced material out to an audience? Or do you have production facilities you can offer independent filmmakers like edit suites or camera crews or equipment to rent? Actually, one of the things that we are, we're really not doing is getting into the production game. I see what independent producers can do on their own, and so we're looking for them to bring us their finished product. And that's just an easy way to say, we're not going to try and influence what your film is about. We're not going to tell you what the ending should be. We don't have limits on what you can create because we're web-based, we can broadcast it all over the world. Having said that, we are going to have some VTV exclusive series that are coming on board. So as I mentioned earlier, Galaxy Trek is one of those. It's sci-fi and based on the Trekkie culture. We're going to have a series called Employment on the Prairies. And if you can think Trailer Park Boys meets Corner Gas meets Letterkenny, and you've got these guys, and, uh, and it's just uh, so much fun. And uh, we also have in development right now a new Western Network series. It'll be a weekly one-hour show set in the mid-1800s, and the working title is The Clinch Mountain Tracker. The Clinch Mountain Tracker. Now, as an independent producer, how do I get in touch with VTV and apply to submit my work? You know, you can just go to VulcanTV.ca and uh, click the About Us and send us a message. And it's right there on the web already. That is the community platform, but that's where we're gathering content for the new entertainment platform that will roll out in September. Vern, thank you so much for being with us, and thanks for uh, taking those steps into making it a smaller, really more cohesive and inclusive world in independent production. Well, it was my pleasure being here, Fred, and, and like I said, we're really hoping to see the creative community, not just the filmmakers, but if you're in creative arts of any kind and you can film it, we can have a home for that, and you can monetize it. Dynamite. That's what this series is all about, coming back home with a little money in your pocket for your creative endeavors. Fred Keating say goodbye for now, and uh, Marvin Polis and I will be back again. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. 
Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.